Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pretty Boy Podcast here. I'm your host, Pretty Boy Chris, and this podcast is brought to you by the Rage Game Network Podcast and Rage Game Network Podcast crew. Welcome back, everyone, to the Pretty Boy Podcast. Again, I am your host, Pretty Boy Chris, and wow. Uh, this weekend's been very exciting and interesting. There's been a lot of th- news and things going on in the gaming world and our personal lives here at Rage Game. I, there's just so much going on. It's it's I, I can't keep things straight anymore. <laughs> um, but with that being said, uh, you know I've enjoyed the weekend so far uh, as of recording this. I've gotten out. I've been able to do a couple things with my family, um, which is good. It's good to have some time, right? Away from all this, um, enjoying time with the family. We we always enjoy that. I, I think everyone should enjoy some time away from the family, even though, right, we're here to provide a service and a product to you guys here for Rage Game Network Podcast and even Pretty Boy Podcast here. You know, we got to have some time away from from it. So I know we've, we've been taking here and there little breaks every once in a while. You know, it gives us a little bit of... You know, let's let's focus on our personal lives and things that we deal with. But no, we a couple of things have been going on this weekend. Uh, I've gone so well. You know, got to spend some time with the family. I uh, get to check out some cool things. So I, I'm happy. I'm happy. We're getting going here though. Um, pushing forward. Want to make sure I get a episode recorded for you guys because we don't want to ha- you know have dry content. I have nothing for weeks upon weeks. So. Um, yeah, so let's, first off, let's go over what are the topics for today on the Pretty Boy Podcast. I think that's fair, right? Well, what's going to happen, this is going to be a little bit of a different episode. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go over four topics. They're mini gaming news is what I'm going to call it. And then we're going to get our, to our main topics for the podcast. Okay, there's four of those for the mini news. The mini news, I don't expect to take long. Um, so let me go over the first two. They're going to happen in the first half of the podcast. In the first half of the podcast, I'm going to go over what upcoming gaming conventions and honestly, in general, what type of uh, gaming and entertainment conventions are coming up for 2023. Uh, we pretty much know between March and August, there's some really big ones that are coming. Uh, we officially got news within the last month or so of a few. So with that, stay tuned. You'll find out which ones are the big ones, which ones that have been gone for the last few years are coming back, and which ones are going to continue um, performing. Like with they, even with COVID, where they were doing kind of a online, they might be doing some type of a hybrid system. Uh, the second topic, we're going to go into something um, with the Madden football franchise. A little small news I found about uh, an update or change they're going to make to uh, something that is in the game because of a recent incident that occurred within the last uh, couple weeks here in the NFL. So we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, the third and fourth mini topic, we're going to go over some upcoming games that are coming out. Um, I got this from a PlayStation uh, release that had a bunch of games coming out. So we'll talk about that and what see what you guys are excited for. And then we're going to talk about an official trailer that got released for Hogwarts Legacy. 
I'll go a little bit more in detail, but it looks freaking fantastic. Okay. Those will be our four mini topics. So that will be spread out two in the beginning here, two a little bit later after the break. For the main topics of the uh, show, we're going to talk a little bit about something that I did not expect. Um, Super Nintendo World is going to be opening at Universal Hollywood. We'll get into the details and tell you a little bit of an event that just occurred uh, not too long ago. We'll also talk a lot probably between the beginning and the end about Ubisoft. Ubisoft is having all kinds of problems right now. Um, We'll get into that a little bit of why things are the way that they are. Um, We'll kind of get into a game later on. So we'll get into the latter half of the topic being delayed and it being kind of delayed quite a bit. Now it's becoming a trend. This game keeps getting delayed, delayed, delayed. So we'll get into that towards the end of the podcast. And then the other topic that's in the um, second half besides this delay will be D&D's open gaming license controversy. I can't tell you this. We talked about a Rage Game Network. We'll, keep, we'll continue the conversation here in Pretty Boy Podcast. It is getting just worse and worse by the day. There's some, it seems like some backtracking that's been going on. We'll get into it, what we have right now, what we're looking at at this moment, in my opinion, because I think uh, I think they're doing a little backtracking right now. So we'll see how this plays out. Anyways, let's get to our first mini topics of the day. There's two of them we're going to start off with, like I said, and that's going to be upcoming gaming conventions and entertainment, I should say, in general. Um, I've got down here, let's see, one, six upcoming gaming slash entertainment conventions that we have confirmed dates and places and all that. So like I said, not going to spend a total ton amount of time, a ton of time on this, but we'll, we'll get into just the basic informations. You can then go look it up and see if you want to attend any of these uh, conventions this year. All right, so the first one, PAX East. Um, Coming up very soon here in about two months, March 23rd through the 26th of this year, 2023. Uh, It's going to be hosted in Boston, Massachusetts, um, in the Boston Convention Exhibit Center. I know PAX East usually is the East Coast version. There's always a West Coast. usually happens around Seattle. Um, I think they're going to happen a little bit later this year, the West Coast PAX. So, if you're interested in PAX, I know it's a fairly big convention, especially for the uh, role-playing, trading cards, a little bit of electronics in there. Um, that's that's something to consider. So take that into consideration here. Uh, the next convention we looked at is Playthrough. Playthrough is going to be starting March 18th and 19th, 2023. Uh, it's going to be held in Raleigh, North Carolina. And it's going to be in the Raleigh Convention Center. This one has a little bit of everything. This one kind of focuses on tabletop gaming, but also trading cards. Um, and that's usually where it focuses on a little bit of cosplay, too. They focus on there. So playthrough, that's another one that's coming up here, March 18th and 19th. BlizzCon. BlizzCon, we just found out about a month ago. It will be returning in 2023. 
for the all the games of like the announcement for of Diablo, Overwatch, you know, Warcraft, Starcraft. Um, I just checked the website and I looked around. There is no official date at this point in time. So what I'll tell you guys right now is stay tuned. Check BlizzCon online. Um, and as soon as I hear any information, I'll keep you guys up to date on that convention, where it's going to be and everything. But right now, they have confirmed it is going to happen. They do not have any other release dates. I'm curious to see. I wonder if they're going to maybe keep it online for this year. But we're at that point where, you know, it's we're not sure yet. So we're going we're gonna to keep that going. We'll take a look at that later. Uh, we have E3. We found out officially E3 will come back. There's going to be some changes. It's not going to be like la- the last couple of years. I know it got canceled and redone and virtual and all that. Um, but the article I was just reading real quick on this, there are going to be some changes, but E3 will be returning uh, June 13th through June 16, 2023, obviously in L.A., uh, it's going to be the Los Angeles Convention Center, where it always is. This is the big one for gaming. This is the big. Uh, this is the huge one for gaming, in general. So, and anything electronic based. So, that's going to be one I'm going to keep my eye on. Absolutely, I love hearing uh, the news that comes out of E3. That's a big convention where we get a lot of good news, especially for the second half of the year. Um, E3 ge- generally is when we learn all those. November, December game releases that are going to come out. So for the big fans here, Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con is coming back July 20th through July 23rd, obviously in San Diego in their convention center. Usually that's where they get a lot of good Marvel DC uh, announcements and anything in the comic book realm and world. So it won't probably be how it usually is where we get a lot of that information of upcoming movies and stuff. I, I don't know. We'll see. You know what? I don't know. We'll see. Um, but that's always a great time for us here at Rage Game to uh, discuss all the fun things at Comic-Con. So uh, July 20th through the 23rd this year, Comic-Con will be taking place in San Diego. And then the last one that I have is Gamescom, uh, the big European gaming convention and for the business realm in Europe. Um so the gaming industry. It's going to be happening August 23rd through the 27th. It's going to be at Cologne, Germany. Um, I don't have where it's going to be yet. I would imagine probably a convention center they have there. Um, so like I said, these are all just some very basic news. I just want to throw that out there. We have a PAX East coming out, a playthrough convention coming, BlizzCon, E3, San Diego Comic-Con, and GamesCon coming so take a look online if you're interested you want to get tickets go online look them up from a couple of them that i was looking at you can get some as low as 100 bucks for tickets i saw a couple i think were 200 i forgot which one it was e3 or san diego to start so again take a look see what you would like to do and um figure out where you want to go if you want to visit a convention it might be a little bit for rage game goes to one of these conventions um but I wouldn't mind going to a convention. I've never been to one, actually. So let us know uh, in Rage Game Network on Facebook and even Pretty Boy Podcast on Facebook. Let us know if there is a uh, convention that you would like to go to or that you have been and tell us your experience 
there so we can uh yeah we can decide where we're gonna go next time all right so let's go through mini game topic real quick number two second mini uh news that we're gonna do for this half is madden nfl 23 so ea they have decided they're going to pull one of their touchdown celebrations um it's the cpr touchdown celebration um that happened approximately about three weeks ago now uh one of the Buffalo Bills players, uh, DeMar Hamlin, suffered an actual cardiac arrest on the field in Cincinnati, Ohio, against the Bengals. Um, EA has released that they will be removing it. Uh, According to the article that we were looking at, uh, they have had it in for three years, right? Pretty straightforward. Things went pretty well. The way it's designed, one member of who scores lies on the ground and on the grass. The second... Um, gives him a pretend CPR, and then the third jolts him with an uh, basically a pretend defibrillator. Well, after what happened on the field, Cincinnati has, uh, I'm sorry, Madden has said, yeah, we're going to remove that. That doesn't look really good, especially what just happened recently with the um, Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals game on January 2nd, um, where he did collapse on the field and they actually had to do CPR. It was confirmed, right? And he had to be taken off to the ambulance. Later, he was reported um, he has having this uh, cardiac arrest. He did improve. He uh, was in the hospital. He is now released uh, and he's home. And I just saw that he was just um, actually at the playoff game for Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Bengals here in Buffalo, New York, not too far from the pretty boy podcast studios and range game network podcast studio so and spoiler alert if you don't know what happened in that game bills lost so all those bills fans um you can go ahead and break some tables uh your team did lose i am not a um a buffalo bills fan i'm a san francisco 49ers fan myself last i checked they were three and oh and they were beating the dallas cowboys as of recording so fingers crossed niners win we're going to the nfc championship but we'll see. I still got a lot of time left here. Yeah, but they're playing right now. So that's why I want to get this podcast done so I can go watch the rest of this game. All right. So too many gaming news. They're out the window. Just want to put that out there. Now we're going to get into our main topics for today. I'm going to start with two. Our first main topic for today. We are going to go over the Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios Hollywood had a soft opening. Oh, oh, you have no clue, guys. I am so excited. I really am about this news. So I was looking at an article, theme, uh, theme Park Insider. Again, we talk a lot about gaming. We talk a lot about, you know, D&D and all that. We don't talk a lot about theme parks on um, Pretty White Podcast or even RGN. So, um... What I, what I want to talk about is, uh, I want to say about 10 days ago from me recording, so this is going to be a little bit later for you guys when you get this, but right around January 12th, uh, Universal Hollywoods did kind of a soft opening of the uh, Super Nintendo World. They basically did like a dress rehearsal where they brought in about 100 or so guests, a lot of media personnel. Um, a lot of YouTubers, a lot of streamers that focus on the parks, they brought them in. 
said, hey, why don't you come check out our land, report on the land, let us know what you think. With that being said, I watched a couple uh, different people who did go to the event that happened to be in the realm of theme park news, and they report throughout the uh, country, and they go international too. Um, in different theme parks, what you can do, tips that you can learn when you go to a lot of these theme parks like Disney, Universal, um, and other places throughout the country. Here in the United States and across uh, Canada and other international markets that have theme parks that are popular. Well, like I said, they had about 100 or so people in there. Um, there's a lot. I mean, like I said, you you uh, the way you go into the world, you go into one of the, uh, the pipes, the tunnels. Um, you get to see what it would look like going through one of the pipes in Mario. Uh, you open up into Peach's Castle. Uh, and then you walk into the land from out of Peach's Castle, which looks fantastic. It looks really good. It looks fairly close to the Super Mar- uh, Super Mario N64 Castle. Very close. I like it uh, personally. It gives me just those old school vibes of Peach's Castle. Um, yeah, so you go out into the land. Um, there's two rides. I know that for sure. One of them, which I definitely want to try out, is Mario Kart bowser's challenge it's kind of a uh augmented reality uh type ride where you get to jump in a ride car uh you get to put these augmented glasses on and again it's not virtual per se it's augmented it takes the current environment that you're in and throws in people uh characters so you you'll be able to see you know bowser and his team uh you're racing against you're racing for team mario in this case you, know, you get to kind of see them running around and all the the different enemies, right? And you got to you take them out and collect all these points and coins. If you get enough coins and uh, are able to defeat enough of your competitors, Team uh, Mario wins. If you can't, Team Bowser wins. So really cool. It's like taking Mario Kart and putting in a ride scenario on steroids. Definitely a good, if you have a lot of people, let's say three or four people uh, that you go to the parks with um, or decide to go, you'll see. Fantastic. It's really good. Um, I, I would. I definitely think we should, as Rage Game, go try that sometime. Um, like I said, this is for California Hollywood. Um, let's see. The original is in Japan. Universal Studios Japan, they released that way back. A few years ago, I think what 2020 or 2021, I think 2021, I want to say, because uh, COVID was still going on for that. Um, like I said, there's there's a couple things you could do. There's different, uh, like I said, rides. There's different Tolstool Cafe. That's their little uh, place we can go get something to eat. One Up Factory, you can get merchandise. Um, the land itself, it, it, any Mario game you've played, any if you've watched the Super Mario uh, shows. It definitely gives you that kind of... Um, you feel like you're in the, the world. I, I like that. You can get these um, power-up bands that can track how many points and coins you get. That helps a lot. Um, it, it's more interactive. It's it's very close to... I don't know if you guys know a Disney's uh, Magic Band. Magic Band Plus, basically, for this. Um, very similar to that. The only difference, it only works in 
that land there. It's a Super Nintendo World land. Um, it doesn't work anywhere else in the park where the Disney one, you can use it throughout the parks. So I'm excited. Like I said, I'm just giving you kind of a very generic, basic look through. Very immersive. There's a lot that you can do. Um, that's the big one. There's also kind of a small, I forgot the ride's name. There's kind of a small kitty ride that you could jump on with your kids for the second one. And it takes you around the world. It's just kind of like a gentle, slow ride. Uh, so you can see kind of what's going on. Um, overall looks fantastic. You can meet up with Mario Luigi. Um, I saw in the video, I think peach, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think you can also meet up with peach and toad, um, in the land to kind of do your character meet and greets. But to cut, let you guys know, we are looking at the land officially opening in Holly universal studios, Hollywood, uh, on February 17th, 2023. So if you happen to be out on the West coast, um, of the United States, that is when you are, your land is going to open. So feel free to go out, check out universal studios, Hollywood, um, and go check out super Nintendo world. Ladies and gentlemen, please, if you do go, if you're listening to the podcast, you happen to go, please, please give us your thoughts and how you feel about the land. How, if you had fun, what were uh, things you liked? Which things should be improved upon? With that being said, go to RageGameNetwork.com, get into social medias, go on the Facebook, leave us a comment on the Facebook, and also check out Pretty Boy Podcast. We, I have a Facebook also. You can leave me your ideas and how you feel uh, about the land like i said um i have not been yet um i personally am kind of waiting for universal studio florida to open up that uh super nintendo world but that's going to be a little bit um last i heard that one will not open up for the next three years uh they're actually building a whole brand new area in orlando um for this Super, uh, not the Super Nintendo World in, I want to say it's going to be Universal Studios. No, Universal Epic Park is what they're going to call it. It's part of the Universal Studio Florida complex. It's a little bit farther down the road. So I I, I can't wait. Um, like I said, I, I didn't go full in full details about everyone, but that's kind of what everyone was saying. They were very impressed. They really liked it. The food was pretty good. Um, a little bland, but pretty good from what I heard. A lot of Easter eggs. So if you really love Mario and the world of Nintendo, uh, check it out. You're going to find a lot of fun little Easter eggs about the land uh, from Nintendo's pro uh, properties. All right. So with that, we're going to go into our second topic today. And our second topic today is about Ubisoft. Ubisoft is a little bit in hot water. Um, the CEO was telling staff to put their full effort and energy into fixing the company. There is so much going on with Ubisoft. It has it's with everything going on with Dungeons and Dragons. That's taking the spotlight. The second one is Ubisoft. Ubisoft is there. People are talking about it, but. Um, they aren't talking a ton about it. The French company, Ubisoft, uh, right now is having a little bit of problems, everyone. Um, they're having some financial problems. And a lot of it, this comes down to, we were just kind of looking into this. 
they're having weaker than expected software sales on a lot of their games. So they over projected how much they were going to make. They shortened themselves in the investor call uh, just within the last month here. With that, we found out that they actually canceled three games that they didn't even announce because of that, because of the investor call, because they over projected themselves. Um, so that's concerning to me. Um, they need to get their act straightened out. So the fiscal year coming up uh, begins in April of this year and runs through March 2024 for them. So they're going to have to kind of figure out and rearrange a couple things. Um, with that being said, right, they're they're looking at a couple things. We don't know about um, Assassin's Creed Mirage, uh, Avatar Front. Tears of Pandora. I don't know yet what's going on with those. I don't know if they're going to hold off for a little bit, delay them uh, because of this financial news. We're not 100% sure. It talks about Skull and Bones. That's actually our fourth topic today. So we are going to bypass that and we will talk about that later uh, in the show because I think that's crazy. I can't believe we're having that discussion all over again. Um, but Basically, what happened is um, a few weeks ago in an email, the CEO of Ubisoft basically told everyone that, hey, yeah, we're having problems, right? Um, we're being financially hit by this and that you need your, we need your full energy and commitment to ensure that we're going to get back on path and succeed. Um, I hope that each, I ask that each and every one of you, especially be careful and strategize Basically, what time you're spending in your initiatives to ensure that you can have an effective and and lean as possible direction. And I, I don't I don't know. I haven't heard too much more, but um, yeah, this is this is not good for uh, Ubisoft. Ubisoft's kind of in a position right now where things haven't gone very well for them. They have not, and I, I just I don't know. Uh, it's Mm, you know, there's, they're, they've lost some good amount of money. I mean, I listen, it's Ubisoft. Um, Ubisoft tends to do actually pretty good, generally speaking. They've got some good IPs. I just think a lot of the IPs they put out haven't been the best. I mean, th think about it. The last couple games that they came out with, um, I know like Ghost Recon, um, Breakpoint did not sell very well. It didn't do very well commercially. Um, I think they stopped supporting that game or not. Didn't, don't support it as much as they want to. They kind of just moved on to other projects. Skull and Bones, they've been working on that for years. I don't know how much money they dumped into that project. We'll get into that in another to uh, topic later. But that's that right there. I mean, they're wasting hand over fist on games that they're creating for years. Um, that could be part of this financial problem. But yeah, a lot of their games haven't done good. I mean, Rabbit, Mario and Rabbit, Spark of Hope, I know did not do very good, um, despite the first one doing fantastic for them. Uh, no one wanted to play that game. So there, there's so much that's going into this. I mean, I don't know. It's They're going to have to start cutting or they're going to have to start restructuring themselves. Um it's, I mean, it says in the article here, 
they're planning to basically cut 200 million euros in costs over the next two years to try to help restructure, diversitize some of the non-core assets. Um, so there's going to be probably a structural change with Ubisoft coming up here. And, and you know, until we really see what happens, we don't know. They're not really releasing a lot of information. They're just saying that, hey, we got to take a step back and we got to relook at some things, you know. You know, they claim that they're suffering a lot compared to some of the bigger companies because the, the lack of significant live service games uh, to fill release gaps. And that's a good one that they mention here in the article because they don't really have a good structure of live service games. You know, there's other companies, they do really good with those games and they can let that grow and grow over time. I mean, just think about it. You know, they don't have games that are that make money continuously like GTA Online, FIFA, COD, Fortnite. They don't have that type of a game. They it's for them. They make games kind of um, in the short term. They don't look at long term. They only last for maybe a year or two, and then they they know they're gonna run out. They gotta go on to something else. So it just means, listen, guys, that the. They just need to have a better release schedule to try to drive some performances, right? They just need to restructure themselves a little bit. I, I think they'll be okay. They're going to come out of this in a couple years stronger than ever. Um, but I definitely want to be considerate. Ubisoft, uh, I think, is starting in a trend where we might start seeing gaming go the other way. Possibility. It's, it's a possibility. Uh, but they're the big company right now, the French company, that... Got to keep our eye on. Uh, we got to see how they're going to restructure what they're going to do. Wonder just if other companies are going to buy out some of these studios that they own. As a possibility, I, I don't know. That's that's interesting. There's a, there's a lot of things going on here, but that's that's what we've got on that topic for today. So with that, let, let's do this. Let's go to break. We'll listen to uh, our wonderful sponsor ad here. Uh, then we get back from the break. We'll go over the rest of uh, Ubisoft and D&D controversies. So, like I said, guys, we'll uh, see you in a little bit. See you. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to the show. Um, let's get on. To, we're going to talk real quick. Two real quick topics. Mini game, Ming news topics. Both of them kind of are relatable because uh, it happened within this most current uh, news that I'm going to talk about. So... Not that long ago, I want to say January 17th, um, PlayStation actually released a YouTube video online that went over, it's about 2 minutes and 21 seconds. It kind of went over some of the games that we're going to see in PS4 and PS5 going forward. Um, I'm not going to spoil all of it. Uh, there's a, I have a huge list of games, but I'm going to throw a couple games out there so you just can see some of the things that they've released and... Um, what they showed out because they did show off a little bit of gameplay and some cinematic also with it. Um, Final Fantasy 16, I saw Resident Evil 4 was in there. Um, Spider Man 2, so the next Spider Man from um, Insomniac Games is in there. I heavily like the first one. I can't imagine the second one being any, um, worse than the first game. I think it'll be way better. I digress. Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. That always that looked pretty good back in the day, so we'll see how about that. Dead Space, uh, the remake is in there. Star Wars Jedi Survivor. 
Fallen Order was fantastic. I really liked the game. I have not officially finished the game. I still got to beat the last boss there. But just some of the um, gameplay and some of the sim- some of the trailers that I have seen for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order looks fantastic. Uh, cinematics look great. Um, but just kind of keep continuing here. Destiny 2 Lightfall, which I believe is going to be one of the last Destiny updates for Destiny 2. If I am correct, um, does look pretty good. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, you know, we have Rage Game Network and Pretty Boy here. We've kind of jumped off the Destiny 2 bandwagon. Um, I don't know if we're going to jump back on. I'm going to need a little bit more support from Bungie to get me back into it. So, But those are just, I picked a few things. There's a lot more. There's about 19, 20 games about that they released that are upcoming. Uh, so if you want to check that trailer out, Go down in the show notes. You're going to see a, uh, a link to one of the mini gaming news articles. It should say upcoming PlayStation games for 2023. Take a look at it. It's fantastic. It looks good. And uh, by the way, go into Rage Game Network on the Facebook. After you see that trailer, let us know which game coming up in 2023 are you most excited about. Is it any of these 20 that PlayStation just put out in a trailer, or is there something else that maybe hasn't been officially released um, yet, or maybe there was a trailer that we missed that wasn't in the PlayStation um, upcoming games trailer that you're really excited about um, that you want to leave in the notes. Let us know on Facebook uh, for Rage Game Network what you think is your most anticipated game of 2023. Anyways, the big one. And everyone in Rage Game Network, including myself, are very excited. The pretty much the final cinematic trailer for Hogwarts Legacy just released. Um, it was a cinematic trailer. It looks freaking fantastic. Um, you know, if you haven't heard, I believe it's coming out February 18th, I want to say ish. Um, just looking at it, it looks great. It looks great. You get to pick your house. You know, you get to be the wizard that you want to be, dark wizard, um, you know, a good wizard. I'm not a huge Potterhead myself, but I do enjoy the Harry Potter verse and the movies and, and the books. I've read a lot of the books, so seeing this game looks like it's going to be really good. I am saving myself. I would like to pre-order it for my PlayStation. No, not the PlayStation. For the PC, we'll say. Um, but I haven't really made an official decision yet. So let me know what you think. We do have a Discord. Check out the Discord, Rage Game Network. Let me know. Let me know in Rage Game Network's Discord. Should I go with Hogwarts Legacy on the PC, or should I get it on the PlayStation? Let me know. Let me the let me know there. The only thing I read, it was in an article, it's not in our um, news topic today. But um, you cannot cross-save. So you cannot save, let's say, your game on the PlayStation 4 and then transfer it over to the PC. They are going to be separate games. So that's the only thing that I'm not too happy about since this is kind of the realm that we're going is this cross-save and cross-play platforming. Um, You know, uh, keep uh, I think it's keyboard games. Come on, really, guys? You're a little bit behind the the A-ball. Here, let's let's try to get some cross save going on here, and w- another update. All right, 
with that being said, we are going to continue on to our main topic. So now many topics are done. We're going to continue on with our main topic. Main topic today, number three, is going to be D&D's open gaming li- license controversy. Wow, guys. Um, everyone knows we're huge D&D fans here at Rage Game Network and uh, Pretty Boy Podcast here. We are we play D&D. We play 5e. Um, we uh, Ben's got a campaign going on with the group on Curse of Strahd. I know I've been hit or miss on the campaign. It's 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 been rough and things have happened, but they've been able to, to go on without me. Uh, they've been having a fantastic time, but we got news. Uh, when did we get the news? The news was like not that long ago, within the last like t- ten days or so, we'll say ish of recording that. Long story short, Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast, the company that owns Dungeons and Dragons, was looking to change up the open gaming license because they wanted to bring in more revenue. Well, let me take a time out. Let me just say this right now. If you have not heard Rage Game Network's discussion on this topic where it's first brought up, check out... In the show notes, there should be a link to that discussion. Okay. It's going to be... Let's see here. It's going to be... Season 4, Episode 10. I believe it is where we talk about the licensing. No, I'm sorry. Episode 11. Season 4, Episode 11. That right there is where we talk about... The open gaming license with Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro. All right. I had to think about it a little bit more. I had to do a little more research. Okay. Right. Right. What what happened here? Right. Okay. Earlier in this year, right in the beginning, um, D&D decided we got to change our open gaming license. They had contacted some of their third-party developers. Right. And said, hey, we're going to change things up. Well, right. So in the first agreement that they made, the online, the open gaming license 1.1, with everything that they were doing, they decided we're going to revise it and we're going to force a lot of the independent creators to have to pay a significant fee, right? If you want to use our stuff, you can use our stuff, right? But after a certain amount, $750,000, you have to pay 20 to 25% of what you make over that back to the company. Essentially, that's your signature fee you have to pay. Fans went nuts. And and third-party developers of D&D went nuts. They essentially were trying to close the open gaming license in a nutshell. I was just reading here. Because of this, we talked about on the podcast uh, D&D Beyond um, having a a huge crash. When the news came out that they were going to do this new open gaming license, nearly 67,000 people decided to cancel their subscription with D&D Beyond. 
Wizards Online Toolkit. Think about that. That's a lot. That's a lot of people that said, no, Hasbro, no Wizards. We are not going to tolerate this. This is not fair. We're still playing our game, right? We're going to do what we're going to do. And if we want it to stay the way it's going to stay, we're going to do this. We're going to hurt you financially. And they did. A ton of people canceled their subscriptions. And Hasbro and Wizards said, uh, that's not good. Right? They said, that's not good. We're losing the people who are fans that love this community. We want them to stay. This is the online gaming license really is designed more for commercial, right? And some of the fans who are now starting to have a bigger influence in the world of D&D and other medias. So Hasbro decided, well, you know what? With wizards, but I, I can tell here Hasbro kind of said, okay, you know what? Okay, okay. Well, let's take a let's take a timeout. Let's step back a little bit. Let's relook at everything that we just sent out. Right. We talked about on the podcast. They put out this whole um, thing saying things like, "Seems like we won." Right. People might say we lost, but we both won. Essentially, that's basically what they're going to say. Okay. I think the decision to do what they decided to do came from a couple things. Legend of um, Amazon's Critical Role, Legend of Von Maxima, Stranger Things, right? The new Dungeons and Dragons movie coming out, Honor Among Thieves, and a few other things. It's starting to bring, right? It's starting to bring more people into the Dungeons and Dragons world. With that being said, I think this is where, I, I don't know if Wizards really did this, but I think Hasbro at least was saying, okay, we need to monetize everything. We need to make money. And they've been doing this with Magic the Gathering for a while now. Um, I think that's their, and that, that was their the reason why they decided to change it, is so that they could get money for their product. Because they Technically, they own the rights. Copyright, right? They own it. They just have an open gaming license that says, hey, you want to use our stuff, you can take our stuff and use it free of charge, right? Which, there was a guy I listened to, um, John Campia. He's actually really, he's very, he, in the, net, I should say, in the YouTube world, he does a lot of entertainment, he plays a lot of D&D. Um, he mentioned that he's a huge D&D player. He's a Canadian kid. Um, he grew up actually not that far from us here in Rage Game Network, where we're from. He's probably across the border on the other side. He said he was not that far from Toronto. So he's only a couple hours from us, originally, where his hometown is. I was a little shocked for him to say it, but he kind of straddled the other side, right? We at Rage Game kind of like, absolutely not. This is totally not cool, right? You're going to screw over your fans because you're not giving them all the content uh, that they want and, and having other parties and third parties play around with the material. Well, John, on the other hand, made a comment saying, you know, we're going to use an analogy here. 
Okay. Argument's sake, we're going to say either like Superman or Batman. We're going to use those. Okay. Right. Let's say I own the rights to Superman. I own the rights to Batman. Okay. And my fans want to pl- right want to be more involved, right? So I decided to create an open gaming license where okay, I retain the rights to Superman, Batman, but with the open gaming license, I allow now other companies to play with these characters. So, right, l- argument's sake here, right? I, we all know Warner Brothers, Discovery, they own the DC world of characters. We all know that. So we're going to pretend like they, like the scenario here in D&D, they decided to create a um, open license where they're allowing other companies to play with their product, right? Superman and Batman. So with that being said, right, let's say Disney decides, you know what? We're going to create our own Superman story. And Paramount says, you know what? We can make a great Batman story. NBC says, you know what? I want to create a TV show about Batman. I think we could do that. Here's the here's the thing, though. Warner Brothers and Discovery, now that they're kind of a merged company, they own the rights to these characters. If they don't like something, they don't have the ability under the open gaming license, so if they have an open license... To go to these companies back, no, 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 no. We want that guy back. We're revoking your privileges because that's, you know, sexist, that's racist, what you're doing to the character. What you're doing is not appropriate. That's not how Batman would act or that's not how Superman would act. We have the rights and we know exactly how to handle these characters, right? That, I think, is kind of where... Wizards and Hasbro was going, right? They want to kind of like the the rights and everything. They retain the main rights, but now other people are creating great materials and some been creating some materials that are eh, a little iffy, right? Sexist, racist material. Materials that don't fall in line with the business structure, plans, or methods that Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro wants to use D&D for. So the point I'm making here is, right, you don't do that to Batman. You don't do that to Superman. You don't have an open license intellectual property that you let anyone use that material, right? You want to keep track of that. That's why you don't see Universal saying, hey, you want to use Superman, Paramount? All right, well... Will you, you know, we'll we'll give you an open license that you can do that. No, you you don't do that. You keep your characters close, and that's what he's saying. He's basically saying that no, 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 no. You need to keep your you need to keep your what you owned close to you. You don't want people to use that. So, how do I feel? Listen, I I I like D and D the way it is. I like that we have options. I think the pro behind it, having an open gaming li- licensor, I heard that in the news they're looking for like a common creative license now that they're going to go towards where Hasbro won't have and Wizards won't have a ton of control, but someone else will kind of manage that and, and it'll hopefully help keep it the way that things are right now. 
Um, I would like to see that. I think there's some material. Yes, um, it's great. We love it. You know, third parties can make all kinds of content, build it into and support fifth edition D and D. Yes, I think wizards will need to have some control. Hasbro's going to have some control, right? They should be able to police enough where if there's biased, sexist materials or anything that deems, okay, that's not appropriate for D&D, they should be able to go in there, right, and be like, hey, you're playing with our materials, right? That's not appropriate. You can't be doing that. You can't be putting this kind of material out there. That That's going to hurt everyone's image. I could see that. Maybe they kind of police it. They enforce whatever this common license is, so to speak. Um, maybe they can't obtain financial support, but they can somehow have some type of enforcement where, you know, if you keep doing these things, we're going to cut you from the license. You're not going to be able to use that material or something. I I don't I don't know. I, they, they need to retain a little bit of the control. They need to be able to regulate some bit, I would say. But but you got to keep it open enough where other developers can play with the property. If if that's the route they want to go. Listen, Wizards and Pazbro can do whatever they want in the end. If they don't want anyone to play with their things and they say, screw it, we're going to go with it's our property. We're going to make our own books. We're going to make our own campaigns and adventures. No one else can play with our materials. In the end, that's their right because they own the material. Will they? I hope not. I don't think that's a smart idea. But I guess we'll see. I spent a lot of time going over this. This is still an ongoing discussion about the creative common licensing or the... um, Open Gaming License 2.0. So I have a feeling we'll be continuing to talk about this going forward. Um, I, I don't want to leave this as a... Uh, there's there's so much discussion behind this. There's just so many different ways this can go. I, I think in the end, they're just trying to keep their interests, monetize, make as much money as they can, but they want to control what they own. And they own Dungeons & Dragons. So... They should have the right to do what they want to do. But a lot of people want it open. So that's kind of where, I don't know. <laughs> that That's so up in the air right now. It's so up in the air. Uh, we'll, honestly, we're just going to have to kind of see, wait and see how this all plays out. I think the fans really made a stance and uh, altered Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast's idea of what they wanted to do this year uh, with D&D. But... Here's what I'll say. Stay tuned. If we hear anything else between myself and Rage Game Network Podcast, we'll talk about D&D, open gaming license, or whatever they decide to go with. Okay? All right, so the last topic we're going to go over today is Ubisoft again. Skull and Bones has been delayed again. I lost track. This game has been delayed five or six times in its cycle. And it's this game got released... Uh, not released... Um was announced back like in 2018 I think they said I don't get it they spent a ton of money on this game a ton of development 
They're delaying it again. It was supposed to be released November 2022. I want to say they were going to release in a March, but now they said, no, 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 we're not going to do that. To be honest, I think a lot of that came out of the Ubisoft financial problems. I think it's only going to be a slight delay. Some of the news that we've been hearing um, with this is I think the delay is just more of they're not ready yet. I think they have a good structure in place for the game. They're just tweaking a lot of things. So some of the mechanics are doing good. The storyline's doing pretty well. But the overall experience, they're trying to make it as good as possible. So when the game releases, there's no bugs or no problems or issues, right? When people rush through a development cycle, I don't know how many games. Cyberpunk 2077 was a great example of this where they released the game and there were so many bugs in the game. It was so bad to play. No one wanted to play the game. Same thing here. You know, I think they're understanding, let's take our time. Let's test the stuff out. Let's make sure it works. I think the one of the last releases, Far Cry 6, had a lot of problems and a lot of bugs. And they really wish they could have held off. So, I, yes, you're going to have a deadline. But understand that if you're not ready to release and you need to wait a little bit, I think us as fans, we just got to give it a little bit of room, a little bit of breathing room, let it go, let them focus on some things, and we'll be fine. But, um, yeah, so the article that I was just looking at, right, we were, I think they're facing many challenges with the company going on. Um, they're just shifting towards mega brands and long-lasting titles. This has been something that's been going on for a while, right? It's been on for four years, it says here. Um, you know, they just haven't met their financial targets, which we just talked about in the beginning. The biggest thing for them is, I think the postpone, obviously, is just to polish and balance out the experience. So give it a little bit. I think sometime in starting April 1st, 2023, or going into that fiscal year, it's going to be released. In the next six months, we'll say the game's going to get released. I, I think in the next six months here, within June, July timeframe at the latest, the game will get released. It, it, they got to wait until the November season, right? Gaming season. Okay, delay it until Christmas time, our holiday season. Get it done, fix it, do it what you got to do at this point. Just understand you're not going to make a ton of money. It's not going to be huge success, right? Because you've been working on it for four years. You spent billions of dollars on this project. You're not going to make a profit. So make the game right the first time. Probably going to be a one-time release and release the game. Um, they did release with this, even though they came up with a news saying they delayed a trailer. And the developers kind of go over some aspects of the game. Um, I left that link in the description Go down there. You can look around and play with that one. I listened for for a little bit. It, it looks good, the gameplay. Um, you get to explore the one set of the world that the developers are messing with. They explain a lot of things. Ubisoft does a good job explaining what is going to be part of the game, um, where you can go, what you can do, how you can customize your characters, et cetera, et cetera. So they're, they're, they're doing a good job. I, I think the delay, honestly, is just we need to fix and polish a few things. At this point, take your time, finish it. We'll see it when it comes out. You know, I, I feel like I feel confident in Ubisoft. Even though they have financial problems, I feel confident. All right. 
we got it. We're getting close to the end here today, but check in the show notes. I did put instead of doing a uh, Pretty Boys game of the week, I kind of put a little thing in there on what games that I've been playing over the past month um, or so. There's a list of about eight games that I've played over the past week. Ver- variety strategy games, right? Role playing games, platformers, open world shooters. You name it, come check it out down below. You're going to see it. Those are what I've been playing either on a PlayStation or the PC. So if you are interested in playing with me on any of these platforms, please feel free to let me know. Um, I feel bad for the one guy he wanted to play um, Overwatch. Um, I forgot is your name in the Discord for Rage Game Network. I'm so sorry, my friend. Um Hit me up next time, and we'll get playing, because I do have one guy that wants to play with me um, some games. So, Like I said, go check in the show notes. You can see what games I've played. You can see all the articles that I have um, and that discussion with Rage Game Network where we talked about the D&D open game license. All right. Before we end the podcast, let's uh, plug ourselves here. So where are you going to find Rage Game Network? I got it down below, but you can find us on Facebook. Instagram, Discord, YouTube, and guess what? There are many platforms you can hear our podcast streamed, so if you are interested or someone that you know maybe doesn't listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, but they want to find their platform, go to www.ragegamenetwork.com, www.ragegamenetwork.com. You're going to be able to find all the platforms and where you can listen to our podcast, share it with them. Right? There's other platforms that people listen to. Go ahead and share it with them. If there's some platform that they love to use or you love to use, use it there. Like I said, you can get our social medias on the website. There's merchandise. Get yourself a t-shirt. Get yourself a mug. Get yourself something nice at the store. There's some good products over there. There's some really good products. I get You guys are going to enjoy it. There's a good backpack. Ben has a backpack. It looks fantastic. It's good. You can have it walking around every day, you know, when you're doing things or when you're doing your Pokemon Go festivals, right? You can look cool with a t-shirt, with a backpack, with your mug, maybe drink a cup of coffee while you're walking around trying to catch some Pokemon. Come on, guys. Buy the merchandise. It's great. If you want to email Rage Game Network, you can email us at ragers at ragegamenetwork.com. That's ragers at ragegamenetwork.com. Leave us an email. We'd love to hear from you guys. Now, if you want to hear me, Pretty Boy Chris, if you want to find me, you can find me on Facebook, you can find me on Discord, you can find me on Twitch and YouTube. I have my links down below. If you want to email me, you can email me at blah blah 0267 at gmail.com. That's blah blah 0267 at gmail.com. I do play on the PlayStation and the PC, PS4. Um, uh, you're going to find me on either or as blah blah 267 or blah blah 0267. That's the best way to find me on anything that I'm playing. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Pretty Boy Podcast, episode 12. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. I have especially. Um, there's a lot going on. Maybe we can change up my studio here in a little bit. But until then, 
Thank you for listening. And hashtag raging out. <laughs>